listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. Hey guys, it's Royden. and I'm editing the podcast right now. We did a Twitter Spaces with Mo from What We Watch, a uh, longtime guest of the podcast. Go check out our Squid Game episode with her. By far our most downloaded episode, one of our funniest episodes we've ever put out too. But we did the Twitter Spaces on this movie with her. So it was recorded on cell phones, had to download it through Twitter archives. So if it sounds like we're kind of the talking through tin cans, me specifically, more so than everyone else, just know that this is uh, through a Twitter Spaces. We wanted to put it out there, give y'all something a little bit different, especially at the end when you hear people that you may not know that were guests on the Twitter spaces that wanted to interact with us, come up and give their takes and opinions. And that's what we love here on the One Take Podcast. So thank you for listening. I tried to play with the audio a little bit, and I hope you enjoy. One take. Take it away. All right, guys. Welcome to the One Take Podcast. Also, what we watch, uh, space, doing Don't Look Up, as you can probably tell by the title. The Adam McKay joint. Uh, we are joined by Dex, who's on the Apollo account. Uh, less up, than though. humble Teej. Uh, more than humble, less than humble Teej. Teej, how you doing? What's up, everybody? And uh, Mo, thanks for having us on. We uh, This is going to be like episode, I don't know, three that you've been on for us. And uh, probably 95 overall, whenever we can put it out. So Heck yeah, yeah. heck yeah. Thank you guys. Thank you guys for joining. Um, again, follow what we watch film TV at the top and one take pod as well. You just click on our ads in the name. Um, we're going to start off with everything that one take pod has to do. If you have not um, checked out the podcast, please feel free. Again, follow one take pod. And this is what we watch. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Go ahead, one take. All right, so uh, Don't Look Up, 2021 movie, Peak of COVID, came out just a couple days ago on Netflix, about a month ago. Uh, rated hard R, if you don't, if you don't know, but uh, has a 7.3 on IMDb. It is the number one rated overall popular movie, uh, popularity-wise, on that website. Um, the description is, two low-level astronomers must go on a giant media tour to warn mankind of an approaching comet that will destroy planet Earth. Pretty straightforward. Uh, it has a 50 Metascore, which if you don't follow Metacritic, it's pretty high to get a good Metascore, but 50 is not good. Uh, it was written and directed by Adam McKay. Uh, David Serrata also did the story. Stars, one, Leonardo DiCaprio, as well as Jennifer Lawrence. And everyone who has ever been in Hollywood is in this film. Uh, Meryl Streep, Kate Blanchett, Jonah Hill, uh, Mark Rylance, Tyler Perry, Ron Perlman, Ariana Grande. Uh, it, it, the list goes, a kid Cuddy's in this movie. The list goes on and on and on and on. Um, it hasn't, of course, made a ton of money because it's a Netflix film. <laughs> in fact, it hasn't made any money. $782,000 worldwide for this, uh, which is probably a multi-million dollar film just off the backs of Leo and J-Law's salary alone. Uh, here is where it starts to get contentious. 55% on Rotten Tomatoes from critics, 78% from the audience. Don't Look Up aims too high for its scattershot barbs to consistently land, but Adam McKay's star-studded satire hits a target of collective denial square on. 
Um, and this is the part of the, our show where we would ask for reviews. So let's start with uh, Apollo. Let's start with Dex. Dex, what did you think about this movie? Um, and I'll get my review here in a little bit. All right, bet. What up, y'all? Uh, I really, really liked this movie. I didn't think that I would. I thought Adam McKay was cooked. I thought he was washed. Vice was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. So I thought Adam McKay was on some bullshit. And I expected this movie to continue to be some bullshit. But it was actually really good. It was really funny. I enjoyed all the performances. Meryl Streep probably shouldn't have been in this movie uh, just because she's Meryl Streep. But other than that, I thought everybody you know, did good. Jonah Hill was fucking hilarious. I loved Leo's character. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence, I don't like her very much in general. And I feel like a lot of people don't these days. But she's a great actress. And she proved that again. Timothy Chalamet, who we have a love-hate relationship on the One Take Podcast. We have a love-hate relationship with Timothy Chalamet. He wasn't bad in this. He was actually all right. Um, I thought it was funny. I thought the satire was pretty perfect, actually. I've heard a lot of people say, oh, it's on the nose. It's too, like, you know, like real life or whatever. But I appreciated that part of it. thought it was a great kind of thing to watch as COVID spikes up again. So I appreciated this movie. I'll give it a, a B plus. Uh, yeah, I said this was subtle like a brick to the head, to be completely honest with you. But uh, no, we can, we can get it on, on our show. We do uh, A minus or A plus to F minus, I imagine, just like you would get in school. But uh, no B plus or B minus or A plus or A minus is, is rated the same. Uh, it's a varying scale. Don't take our reviews as gospel. But uh, Mo, what do you think about it? Yeah, um, thank you. Again, thank you everyone for joining. We're going to let everybody come up just real quick um, at the last 30 minutes. Give your questions, commentary. I know it's a little different here, but let's get our potting on and um, you guys can come up at the end. So thank you for joining. Uh you know, Royden, you made a good point um, about how much move, how much money this movie um, was <laughs> was going to make being with Netflix. But I'm going to start off by saying that it is I'm going to rate it a B minus. Here's the thing. Adam McKay and Nicholas Bratel have quite literally never missed for me. And I do mean never, um, never, not once. There's not one project that Adam McKay has put out that I've seen that I'm like, oh, no, I can't. Um, mm -mm, no. Um, that being said, again, Nicholas Bertel, you guys know how I am on what we watch. And the soundtrack and scores and the sound effects and the composition of every fucking movie makes the movie. This soundtrack was insane. I loved it. Um, so and it really just kept me captivated the whole time. Dex, I agree with you. I'm not a huge fan of Jennifer Lawrence. Um, I'll get into it a little later, but I'm just not a huge fan. But um, for the rest of it, I, I love the allegory. You know, it's all good. I'm an environmental engineer. So for me, I was like, hell yeah, let them know what the fuck going on and like what actually happens when you mix politics and science, um, because they're always going to be mixed no matter what in this society. So yeah, that's that's pretty much my take. B minus. I had a good time. I had a really good time. I mean, I, I was in a good mood the whole time. I was a, it was, I, when I tell people to watch this movie, it's an incredibly easy movie to watch. You just, you, you can just have fun with it. So we'll get into it later, but yeah, that's my review. All right. So you go ahead. You Adam McKay stan you. 
It, I, I do not hide my love for Adam McKay. Uh, I love Adam McKay. I love Nickers Patel. I think the perfect marriage that Mo was talking about with the music and the uh, kind of the content was like uh, they would play the the, the score, the, the first one she played, the opening score. And there are a couple of scenes where that score is playing and then like a joke is supposed to pop and the music stops right when the joke is supposed to pop. I just, I literally love that. Like that happened like three or four times. I thought it was perfect. I really enjoyed this movie. Uh, like Royden said, it is not subtle at all, but it is, it's satire. It's supposed to be accessible. And I think that making really accessible satire is extremely difficult I also think it's really hard in the times that we live in just because everything is so, you know, left or right. Everything is so, you know, like Vice. Vice is a, is a – I like Vice. I know Dex hates Vice. I like Vice. But obviously, if you were a Republican or voted Republican at the time, you Vice probably – Vice stinks. Sorry. You probably just would not like like Vice. This one is way more accessible on both sides of the aisle, as we would, as we would say. And it kind of hits us at the perfect time where we – have been quite literally seeing the interplay between politics and science and media in our own lives every day. So the timing of the movie is really cool. But I also think it's pretty funny that like he sat down and they set out, they, they uh, you know, set out to make a movie about climate change. And then because of our experiences in the last couple of years, we immediately saw all the COVID, you know, all, all the COVID stuff in the movie, which obviously is still in there. But uh, Adam McKay said there was stuff he literally had to take out of the movie, be- like when it was written, because like either via the Trump thing or be- via the COVID thing, like stuff that was happening in real life was stuff that was coming out of the movie script. And so he was taking it out because he's like, I can't use like things that are actually happening in my film, which is insane to think about. But, uh, you know, I-, I-, I really enjoyed this. Uh, I-, I love the Jonah Hill performance. I just love and I disagree with that completely. I thought that. uh What's her face as president was perfect. I I loved her character. I, I, you just give Meryl Streep a what's her face? Come on, bro. sorry, Meryl Streep. Meryl Band. Streep was incredible in this film. I thought that she was the perfect casting in that play. I was very nervous about a movie that was going to be carried by Jennifer Lawrence because his next two movies are going to star Jennifer Lawrence. Actually, his next movie is going to be about uh the the uh, Theranos lady who lied to everybody about her her technology the, and just the, got the most fake voice lady on the entire planet <laughs> yeah That's when it. you said what's her face i was like oh yeah drag jennifer lawrence but never mind, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, never so, mind. Uh, jennifer lawrence is actually going to star in the next film too and i think it's really interesting to look at the last four films he's made of course this is the person who gave us Step Brothers and the other guys but his last four movies have been uh the big short which is incredible and then Vice, which uh, obviously there are people that love it. It was nominated for Best Picture, but there are also people that hate it. And then this movie, and then the next movie will be the one about Elizabeth Holmes, I think is her name. And so I, I really like the space that he's in where he's giving you, he's kind of looking at kind of like that decay, the kind of that American culture and the things that drive us and the greed and the and kind of the crossroads that we reach politically. And I, I'm really interested in seeing what this guy makes next. And it's just crazy that the guy who made Step Brothers, which is the greatest movie of all time, also made this movie. I enjoyed it. I had a great time. Jonah Hill was great. I would give it a solid B. Don't forget Adam McKay. Don't forget Adam McKay is our comedian forever. That's where he came from and that's where he's going to be. So yeah, it doesn't surprise me at all that this guy is making great satire. I love what you said, Teach, that satire that actually sticks and it's easy to digest. And so, yeah, for sure. I want to be as clear as possible. I hate Vice because it's a bad movie, not because I'm a Republican. I am not a Republican. <laughs> Have never been a Republican. Will never be a Republican. That movie just fucking sucks. 
hundred. Let me win the midterms anyway, so you might no, well let get me, into it, Ain't no y'all, bro. Relax. Let what me ask the audience. A hundred emoji if you enjoyed the movie Vice. I need to see the audience here. A hundred emoji. hundred emoji. Yeah, okay. We got uh, one one hundred emoji. Wow. You know why? Peace emoji if you didn't like the movie. Y'all don't got love for Christian Bale. And just wave if you haven't seen it. Peace emoji suck. if you hated it. Wave if you haven't seen Vice. That's a mistake. Okay. We got a few hundred emojis. Yeah, click the heart with the plus if you to find the emojis. Okay. I see a peace sign. Dex, you you found your people there. Yeah, y'all hated Vice. Or it's you see it. Okay, no, I see a lot of uh, waves, people that have not seen it. Okay, cool. Go so, go ahead. Yeah, uh, it is me, known Vice hater. I, that movie, we're not talking about that movie, but that movie, that movie stunk, man. That movie, like, I was so turned off. After, I thought after the big short, and of course, like, he, he did the big short, but that, uh, the only way he can do the big short is if, like, the other guys has aged like a fine wine for Madame McKay. It it is one of the best movies, one of the best comedies of the last decade, and really not a lot of people talk. And I think it started to become like, oh, no one talks about this movie, but people are talking about the movie by saying no one talks about the movie. But anyway, the other guys is one of the better comedies, and the only way he gets to do the big short is because you start to see him uh, tackle larger themes in the haha, you know, Will Ferrell comedy. And then all of a sudden he gets to go and do the big short. The big short is a hundred out of a hundred. It's a perfect film. Um, for me at least. And we see all so the hundred emojis. We yeah. agree with you, Royden. I was so turned off by like I don't I don't have to cape for the big short. Like everybody has seen it. But like I I was so turned off by Vice because I love the big short so much that like going into this movie. I approached it with a ton of caution because even in the trailers, you could say like, and yeah, don't judge a movie by a trailer, but like, even in the trailers, you could see like, oh, this is, this is blatant, like the message that they're trying to do here. And yeah, it's satire, like, and should you probably just be blatant with something that we're all going to be dealing with, with climate change and like, or are dealing with currently? Yeah, probably. But it's like, there's a fine line to toe between Hollywood preachiness and, you know, making a funny movie. And I think he did a pretty good job here because I went into it going like, oh man, I'm just going to have Leonardo DiCaprio who only is on Twitter to tell you that polar bears are dying. Come on this movie on Netflix and tell you that polar bears are dying. And I just, I was like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) It's going to be good. And it was fun. It was funny. Like I, I, I said, it was on Twitter. I said it was subtle, like a brick to the head. But I'd be lying to you if I say I didn't have a good time watching it. And like you said, the the Jonah Hill character going back and forth with Jennifer Lawrence, I could watch that literally. I could watch an entire show of that. To be completely honest, when he called her the boy with the dragon tattoo, I cried. I thought that was the funniest exchange I've heard in the film. <laughs> that was. So, I'm, I'm Secretary of State. I'm doing pretty well, boy with the dragon tattoo. <laughs> Yeah, it it was just genuinely hilarious at some points. The tonal shifts, I kind of got, it it would, the whole second act is like a whirlwind in this movie. And then the third act is very just sad and sort of somber. And I guess that's on purpose, but the tonal shifts are like, oh, 
okay, we, we, we have shifted completely because, of course, the world is ending. But then you end the movie with, like, them getting eaten by dinosaur aliens on a different planet. And so you're just like, ah, okay. And the editing that McKay does, it worked really well in the big short. And it was something that I had never seen. The quick cuts and the cutting it off before the end of the joke, or that is also part of the joke, is, is really funny. Like, when somebody's going to say, what the fuck? And it just cuts off. It's very funny. But, like, yes. within, within this movie... It was like almost too quick, Cuddy. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It kind of was jarring. It was kind of jarring in that sense. But other than that, and then Leonardo DiCaprio being like a weird choice at the very beginning of the film to me, where it was like, okay, well, he's the beginning of the film looks like, if you don't know, Will Ferrell and Adam McKay don't, aren't in the, don't have a production company together anymore. Like they basically got divorced because Will Ferrell wanted to play this role and Adam McKay didn't give it to him. And then the beginning of the movie no, felt that's like not a this role. role. That was I the, thought it was this the Lakers role. That's the Lakers role. Oh, it role. is the Lakers role. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry about that. Yeah, he wanted to play Jerry Buss. I apologize. He wanted to play Jerry Buss, but I they don't have a production studio anymore. But I felt like the first start of this movie, I was like, is Leo just doing like kind of like a Will Ferrell, like the Will Ferrell impression that we get from some of his movies, like Everything Must Go and stuff like that, where it's like sad Will Ferrell, like depressed Will Ferrell. And then all of a sudden it, it kind of, he gets into his rhythm of being, oh, well, he's the hot doctor. And that that in itself is very funny bit going right. down the line that you couldn't have Will Ferrell. And I kind of flipped on how I thought. I give this movie a C plus. I didn't, I didn't, I really had a good time watching it. It's not, obviously not the big short. It's better than Vice. And uh, if you go into this movie thinking that this is more the other guys than it is the big short, then I think you'll have a better time if you sit down to watch it. I can't believe y'all all said all that shit and gave it lower grades than I did. Like, this is stunning to me. Yeah. What? Adam McKay high. I was, was like, shocked. nah, this movie. Wait, I, I thought, what did you get? I thought I gave it, I gave it a B. What'd you give it a B plus? Gave I gave it a B plus. plus. I gave it a B minus. I almost gave it a B. Um, but I this this movie isn't gonna stick with me. I rate things high when I'm like, I wanna talk about this a lot, right? Like obviously with what we watch, I wanna talk about this a lot. I wanna tell everybody to watch this movie. Let I have two I have two things to say. First of all, um Adam McKay and Nicholas Patel, the gods, hands down, they made y'all listen to a Chingy song in uh 2021 and let me tell you something i don't know how long you guys have been following me on the account um but i'm obsessed with chingy i love me a chingy chingy was in my binder you know back in middle school okay and putting right there on a soundtrack that's an allegory for climate change like you know your faves could honestly never so i want y'all to was that on your ipod shuffle uh, my day. iPod video, thank you. I was fancy. Um, oh, yes. My bad. Um, the entire, all albums. <laughs> so this is your resident chinky stand in the building. And Adam McKay and Nicholas Portell respect me and know me very well. So secondly, um, Royden, you kind of touched on it, but I really like the end of this movie. I watch these movies hesitantly, right? Um, because it's like, are you going to go all the way in on making your point? point? And yeah, I was like, are they going to kill these people? I don't know. I'm telling you, you said it perfectly. 
Um, the other other reason why Adam McKay has never missed for me is because a lot of movies fall flat. When we talk about like why we like a movie, I always compare it to like the themes that I see in another movie that I don't like. So just a quick reference for Matrix Resurrections. There was an attempt to kind of attack Hollywood or attack what it means to make a movie and what it means in politics and this and that and the third. And it didn't Warner do Brothers it right. Specifically. Yeah. And it didn't do it properly. So when you were saying that earlier, I was like, yes. This, you know, this mostly got it right. And, you know, spoilers, obviously, guys, if you haven't seen the movie, oh, well. But, you know, the, the, the end. So Adam McKay always does a third, the second act very well. And I, a lot of movies lose me in their second act. And I do mean a lot, a whole bunch. Uh, when I was on the podcast, you know, for Candyman, we talked about this. But Adam McKay never loses me in the second act. And at the very end, he committed. And I'm like, this is how you do a fucking movie. Like, commit. Like, don't be afraid. Don't let it be a, oh, you know, happy ending solution. We find the middle ground because that's not how it happens in real life. So, yeah. But shout out, Chingy. So I wanted to see this. Our highest grade was a B plus, And I cannot wait to hear what people in the audience thought of this movie. But uh, uh, the people that are that are uh, predicting these things, pretty much all of them are thinking that this is going to be one of the 10 films nominated for Best Picture. So do y'all think that if a, if a movie that the highest grade that the four of us could give was a B-plus is going to be nominated for Best Picture, do y'all think this is indicative of the quality of this particular film or just the quality of whatever slate we're going to get for the Best Picture nominees because of the year that we've had in movies this year? I'm really interested in that conversation. I think it's both, man, because I'll, I'll let Dex say, because Dex, out of anyone, and I'll put it, he's seen more movies than anyone even in this, uh, in this chat, but like I, I think it's indicative of one who Adam McKay is, obviously. He's got now some huge directorial pull in, in Hollywood. But two, it's like any other year, I just don't know if this is nominated. But it's got Netflix backing and everything everything else. So it, it'll it probably be nominated. Like Netflix is a lot in life. It'll be nominated for a billion Oscars and win like half of one. <laughs> All right. I'm going to let y'all in on a secret about the Oscars this year. Anybody that you hear covering the Oscars and is like, oh, I think I know what's going to be nominated. I think I know what's going to win. Full of shit. They have no idea whatsoever. They are completely guessing. Everything, like, I'm one of those people who follows the Oscars, follows the Oscar races, is always looking like, who's who do they think is going to win? Who's doing the best campaign? Reading all the interviews and all this other bullshit. Nobody knows this year. It's a complete mystery because... Nobody went to the movies this year except for MCU shit. Except and for so, me. I went to the movies a lot. Yeah. <laughs> me and Mo, we went to the movies. Nobody yeah, else did. I'm the only one that can give you a run for your money on like the most watched movies in the chat. Like <laughs> you know how we are. <laughs> yeah. So it's like nobody knows like what the general public is watching unless Netflix tells us this is the most watched movie they've ever had, which they say about every movie they put out. <laughs> I'm surprised this hasn't said, we have had 78 billion streams on this. Like, they're just lying. <laughs> just fucking lying. done that with every movie. What did they say, that Red Notice had, like, a trillion streams? Yeah. Nobody watched that. It's the watched. most watched movie of all Bro, time. Like, I no. apologize. I watched that movie. Uh, but it was a mistake. Go ahead. You're what's wrong with the man. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> It was bad. Uh, go but ahead. yeah, no, I don't like, say things are bad, but yeah. Like I was saying, like it's just nobody knows what the fuck is happening with the Oscars. All the usual shit that we do to try and predict Oscar races just doesn't work anymore. And so what all the Oscar coverage is doing, they're basically just picking a movie that they see people talk about on Twitter, and they're like, 
is this going to be the best picture? So, like, people talked about fucking House of Gucci for a week on Twitter, and they were like, is this going to be best picture? Is Lady Gaga going to win every award ever? She should win every award ever. She should. She should. And then that's, West Side Story came out, and they saw people talking about West Side Story for two days, and they were like, is this going to win every single Oscar? And they saw, like, fucking Don't Look Up come out, and people talk about that on Twitter, and they're like, is this going to win every single Oscar? Because they have no idea what's going on. They only know what they read on Twitter. So anybody telling you that they can predict the Oscar races, full of shit. Don't believe them. They, they, don't think, look up Leo, win they think Leo's going to sneak in. I don't know why this is out there, but there are apparently people who think that Leo is going to be nominated for his performance for, for Best Actor, which is insane uh, to me. I thought Leo was perfectly fine in this film, but that's crazy to me. That's it would be me. it would be like his lowest. It'd be like Jay Edgar when they thought, oh, remember when he was going to win for Jay Edgar Hoover? <laughs> and then, uh, nope. <laughs> like, it Dex. would probably be his lowest rated film. It's one of his lowest rated films ever. Yeah, and it's uh, to answer Teach's question and just Dex, I think you did it, said it perfectly. That's what I was thinking the entire time. Like, we're, we're looking at like the Oscars in a pandemic at this point. We're looking at movies in a pandemic. We're looking at theaters in a pandemic and what that means and how people are interacting. And Dex, you hit it right on the money. Like, we're, we're, we're trying to see like hashtags and who talks about a movie a lot. That's why you guys are a part of a big movement here, right? Like, talking about movies on Twitter is what it is, you know? So again, thanks for tapping into One Take Pod and what we watch, because this is what we do. But I think that to answer Tej's question, I guess, I, I think it's a combination of both. And then you didn't mention the pandemic thing and that's what Dex hit perfectly. So yeah, I, I, I don't know why. I know that in 2021, this would never win Best Picture for me. This wouldn't even be nominated for me. Because um, there was some fucking fire, guys, over the last year. Like, it's actually insane. But this was a fun movie. There's a, ne- there's a necessity in a market to just be able to watch a fun movie with a fun soundtrack. We got a lot of that in, like, the 2000s and into the 2010s a little bit. And so I just really like just watching a fun movie with a bunch of big stars, you know, and it like, felt like a, it, I'm sorry to interrupt you. It no, felt like uh, a, like an Adam McKay throwback to me. That's why I said, this is more, yeah. I mean, this is more of his, it was 2003 to 2008 run than it is, Thank than you. it is I love that when... with succession and everything else. Exactly. We're aligned there. And I think this is like, you know, sitting with like how people are consuming media tv movies you know even our fucking youtube videos or whatever like however you're consuming shit now it's different you're in a different mental space so it was a fun watch and my last thing is the leo thing is funny to me because leo is quite literally no longer in his prime he has a rounder face i'm partial to jaw lines and sharp sharp angular faces so he's not that guy anymore well he is but he's not that hot guy anymore and I just want to say real quick that Mo represents herself. Yeah, Mo does not I, represent the official stance of One Tech Podcast yeah. or Apollo Media. We are Leonardo DiCaprio. That's true. Dates might that being with you. said, like yeah, no, this Jack is me and what we watch. Disagree with you too. <laughs> this is me and what we watch. But I love that the movie said, like, this is the hottest guy, and I love that it, he was the hot doctor, hot scientist, or whatever. Right, like. I love that because I'm like, he's been hotter in like every other movie. 
but the, this is where we actually funniest, talk about him being hot, which yeah. which I think you guys, I mean, they did that on purpose. So go ahead. It was a weird characterization of him because this is it, it gave me sort of whiplash with his character because obviously he's this down on his luck, dumpy Michigan State uh, scientist. And but it's Leonardo DiCaprio. We all know that it's Leonardo DiCaprio. Obviously, he's got the the weird Jack Nicholson beard going on that he's been trying to do for uh, you know his last eighteen movies. But like it's it, we all know it's Leonardo DiCaprio, and then you think he's just kind of this nice sort of dude, and then he just cheats on his wife blatantly and doesn't have any real regrets about it until the very end of the movie when they're going to die. And so I'm just like. It was a it was a wild ride with that character, which I don't know, man. I, it was Leo's hotness used to just be, and he's still a very sexy man. But his hotness used to just be standard and accepted. Like again, I think we're calling back to just the early two thousands and everything that he did before that too. But like in this movie, they were like, no, we're going to talk about how hot he is because we're making him look this way. So we actually have to drive it home. And then so far that we're going to make him cheat on his wife because he could with a quote unquote hotter girl than his wife, you know, or at least presents in a sexier way. She's much more like I really appreciated that character. I, I don't remember her name in the movie, but I really appreciate how forward she was with her sexuality. And she was just kind of really eccentric and flamboyant. And he's just like this quiet. Like, I love that pairing just in general. So it was really she was basically like, can we get past the part where you get get to be mad that your husband cheated on you? Like, she's she's broken like, up so many marriages. Real, real bitch shit. She, she has hooked up with two former presidents. So obviously, Leo had to be hot enough to make her want to look at this guy who's just this random scientist. And also, you know, she's part of the reason why he became bigger I, I really like the obviously you get some dr fauci vibes when you first start to yes. see him go on tv and start to figure out like how do you present this stuff when they tell him like get some media training and he's just like wait why do i have to be media trained like all i'm doing is telling people the truth and it's like yeah telling people the truth means nothing like what it what means something is the way that you present it and i love that kind of that first scene where they're with tyler perry who was incredible in this film by the way I, tyler perry was amazing when, no, I, I fully agree, Teach. Fully, he fully agree. Great. You I, basically I was got shocked by that. He was you amazing. You got Dr. Fauci, fucking Megan Kelly on the side, <laughs> and then you got Michael Strahan, Tyler Perry. I was getting the Michael the Strahan. Middle. Yeah, I, I, was, I was like, this is Michael Strahan, and it's working hey, can perfectly. This, uh, can this? Can this comment land uh, directly on like one house on the eastern seaboard in New Jersey? It's my ex-wife's house. I love how Clay <laughs> Blanchett says like, "Oh, you guys are good. Come on!" Like they had such a good rapport. Like Clay Blanchett was amazing in that role. Hell yeah! And she was just yeah, announced I, for another the, movie. The cast of characters, out of all the cast of characters, you know who shocked the hell out of me? Ariana Grande was hilarious to me. Born for this shit, bro. Oh Born for that role. She looked at Leo and told him, how about you mind your fucking business? was one of the funniest things. He's like, I'm sorry about your relationship. Like, how about you mind your fucking business? It was so funny. Yeah, it's that It's that idea where you like you think a conversation is going to go somewhere in a movie and they just like, no, fuck you. We're not going to answer any of these questions that the audience may have and also that this character <laughs> may have. No, fuck you. And so, because I was like, I low key was committed to the. I'm like, what happened with my girl? What is her? What is it, Riley or something? What do they call Riley her? Bina? And Riley DJ Bina. Tello. I'm like, what happened with my girl Riley Bina and her obvious Big Sean? What What's going on? <laughs> her obvious Big Sean. <laughs> 
Yeah, they were just like, you know who Ariana Grande is. We're leaning all the way in on that shit. You, you right. know. Right. Ask her about Mac Miller. You know you want to. <laughs> and then they were like, no, we're not going to talk about this anymore. We're just going to have everybody committed to, like, wanting to know. I, really I will those... say. No, go ahead, T. What, like, what would that be like? Like, these people are going on a television show, which is the most popular television show, to tell everybody that the world is ending and they're relegated to, like, the D block right after the biggest person in the country gets back with her boyfriend live on air. Like, they have to follow that by telling everybody the world is ending. I just love the way that was written and the way it played out was so funny. And then, obviously, you had the Jennifer Lawrence meltdown, which then is followed a couple episodes later or a when couple it, weeks later by the, by the Leo breakdown. When it's memed, when she when when they're sitting there and they're going through all the memes of her, of her, and he's just like, well, I think that's photoshopped. And he's like, no shit. Like, it's just a funny, that is a funny, I laughed at that where immediately she was memed just as that was pretty on the nose too because oh it yeah we're we live duh we live in a stupid time but also like that was one of the things that really caught me was like oh yeah you're immediately a meme the world is ending like and and just so you know a lot of writers you know like you know i've been i've been in the rooms a lot too a lot of writers are like writing that shit into their shit now because it's like we're gonna have to talk about how social media influences and impacts and is integrated in how we like you know learn about the world news and stuff so a lot of writers are writing in that scene right there where it's like you were memed because <laughs> that happens with everything you know all world news now there's some sort of meme that's attached to it so i really appreciated them doing that because jennifer lawrence absolutely would get memed in the real world if this was something that was happening to us mm-hmm. like <laughs> There she got memed be. when she fell down the stairs at the Oscars. Like, you know, it would have... It, yeah, just, absolutely, if she had her freak out. It's what's happening now. So you're going to see that in movies over the next few years and TV shows. And also, like, there's always going to be the Timothy guy, that, like, the little cult or whatever you want to call it, her fan base. Like, there's always going to be that, too. Like, no, we love Jennifer Lawrence. That's your Reddit page, people right there. Like, yeah, no, we fucking love her. That's also a hardcore Christian. That was really funny that they built that in. But um, the the thing with that it, I will say, where I detract from this movie a little bit, and it it yes, I get that like this this feels like it's happening daily, and the ones who actually do control if we get out of climate change or if we find a solution to climate change or not are people like the Mike Mark Rylance character who was just the Elon Musk type. I guess because you know space or cell phones or whoever they they made him do cell phones and not necessarily social media to make it seem like he wasn't Mark Zuckerberg. But it was it was like the part where they turned the spaceships around because now we found we found trillions of dollars on uh, on these on these rocks that we can mine. That's where it sort of was like all right, like. I, I kind of groaned. I was like, "That okay. felt so real to me, though." I was like, I, "Absolutely, fucking literally." Tim Cook, like, oh, Elon no. Musk would be like, "I need the rights to the minerals on these this fucking comet." Like, <laughs> no, but if, if I I'd say that like we live in a very stupid time that where somebody would say that definitely, but you would blow up that you would blow up the asteroid, like you would blow up the asteroid. No, I, you would blow I, up I would, the asteroid. I would, I would, I no, would people would blow up the asteroid. It, it's the promise. only way to make it about climate change. It's, you know, it has to bring it full circle. It's not just that climate change, there's nobody's doing anything about it because the government is stupid 
that's part of it, obviously. But it's also like capitalism is driving our decisions to not do anything about climate change. So they had to find a way to bring in that kind of uber capitalist viewpoint of like, oh, look, there's money in the, there's money in, in destroying the environment, which is what's happening. So we're going to keep destroying the environment. So I, 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 knew, I knew what they were trying to do. I thought it was kind of like a little ham-fisted for sure. But I definitely think that there, you had to bring in kind of that capitalistic point. I think my big problem was that I didn't find that character like funny. Like that character was in some like moments where they were supposed to be jokey, but I didn't find the performance funny. The I performance wish that it was awful. funnier. Yeah. yeah, I don't know why you choose Mark Rylance. Like no like, yeah. super serious actor, Mark Rylance to do that. I mean, I I get I I guess I'm gonna just pull my neutral host card here and say like I agree with all of you because like. Right no, in, I'm, I'm totally. No. I know. It's I'm the one out. podcast. I rarely pull it out. <laughs> I'm gonna pull it out now. Um, yeah, like I get what you're saying. Right, it definitely lost me, and but I also agree, like that it made sense that they went that route because that makes that's what would happen again. This is quote unquote satire, so we have to kind of like commit to it. So, yeah, I, I get it. I, and I also agree with everyone. I didn't want to be the first to say it, so I'm glad that someone did. Like, the Mark the Mark guy, I wanted it to be so much funnier. Like, you have to make that guy extremely fucking funny. And I wanted to laugh. And honestly, It takes, like, a dark turn, though, too, when he starts telling Leo, yeah. like, how he's going to die. Like, I know everything about you and everything that you're going to do. It was, like, a really serious moment in the middle of, nothing haha comedy but, i don't know but then you got nothing out of that right like that serious moment was the only serious moment and it's like i don't know what you want me to do with this character now because if you want me to have if you want him to have these moments then make him fucking hilarious in every single other one Agreed. and it just wasn't it wasn't working for me i don't know if it was a casting issue or just a writing i don't know what it was but i was like this guy should be way funnier and i'm still committed to jonah and meryl like they made me laugh way more than the mark guy could have Agreed. You know, what also made me laugh was the uh, it was it was very on the nose as well. But the Ron Perlman astronaut character where they send him into space <laughs> to die, <laughs> he just he just goes he just goes. I want to say uh, hello to all the hardworking white folks out there, <laughs> and like just all that. It, it was it was genuinely like very, and he keeps like calling the people. He keeps yelling at the kids on the lawn and stuff, and they just keep going. Well, he's from a different generation. Yeah, what a year really, for Ron Perlman, honestly. He he's been a little bit of everywhere. I, I think that the uh, I think the problem was in the writing. Well, I think it's in the casting and the writing. But I think what they were trying to do is to have him tell Leo that he's going to die alone, so that and you bring it back, and he doesn't actually die alone, right? He dies with his family and his extended family. He's back with his wife. But I thought that in trying to get that moment where Leo doesn't die alone, and he's kind of been quote-unquote redeemed you lost out on some real moments of comedic where you can get some more comedy in there and i know they're trying to balance it but i didn't feel like the character on the serious side did enough to to be okay with the fact that now we're not watching jonah hill make fun of jennifer lawrence which is what i really want to see more of anyway i appreciate how y'all are being like real academic and criticky about this mark rylance performance when all you really need to say the dude took way too fucking long to talk, and then I didn't care anymore by the time he finished. That man was the slowest was. fucking talker of all time. <laughs> With his fake teeth. They Wet did that on shit. purpose, though, right? Like the, yes, A horrible did. choice. I'm a Matt Bash guy, and here's what's going to happen. I'm like, 
this should be funny, but I'm not laughing. I did laugh at, like, the best thing that McKay does with some of his scripts, and you can see it in all of his earlier films, is the side characters talking. When they're all walking off and, like, he's not talking to them, all the kids, and they go, "Uh, give me the phones. Those phones aren't for you. It was, like, (laughs) one of the funniest exchanges. Like, and she tries to go, like, you're my favorite, and he just doesn't even acknowledge it. Like, that stuff happening in the periphery of of his films there is always the funniest stuff to me when the assistant no those films aren't for you don't don't take those when they when they uh went to arrest jennifer lawrence and the guy like the undercover officer is playing the blind man (laughs) i literally fell off my couch like i was laughing so hard because she goes what are you dressed up as a blind guy like i I couldn't it was just so funny and i don't think jennifer lawrence is that funny but they put her in really good spots to be funny I, i don't think that she has like what I would consider comedic timing, which, but like, I thought they put her in spots where it was just like everything was around her was so funny that she couldn't not be funny. And I thought that was, I mean, she did her really best good writing and playbook in this, which I know people don't like that, but like, she did her best silver linings playbook, which she won the Oscar for. So we gotta, we gotta have the Jennifer Lawrence conversation. Last night on the podcast, Let's we, had, do it. we had the Timothy Chalamet conversation and we were like, okay, is he actually good? Not that good. Jennifer Lawrence, where are we at? Is she good? Is this for me? This was one of her, like, maybe recency bias. I don't care. Uh, maybe one of her top few performances. I don't care. Agreed. Uh, honestly, I like to see her in these moments where she's getting made fun of the entire time. Cause honestly, same. I would too. Um, and like, why does her hair look like that? Like, I'm glad that you drove that home because like, again, I would too. And like, she just, like you guys said, like she's just getting made fun of and she's doing that character really well. And then she has those moments where she gets her jabs in and no one gives a fuck. It's that family guy thing. Again, Madam Adam McKay does it too a lot in succession. Like there's those moments where she gets her bars off and like the audience laughs, but everyone else is like, who cares? You're just a white girl in a mullet with a mullet, like, or whatever you got going on here with the bangs and shit. So I don't know. Top five, top five performances for me. But that probably speaks to what you're saying, Dex, which is eh, maybe not that good. I'm I'm with y'all on that one. I, I really she got like her in this role, but I don't. I'm not a big Jennifer Lawrence fan. She fell victim to. She's only like 32, I believe. So she fell victim to like she got super famous super fast like, with the Hunger Games films, which I, you know, I think are objectively very good. And then of course like Silver Linings Playbook, people take that or leave it. But I actually really enjoyed that film. Maybe it was uh, because I was like 18 when I watched it, and it was like baby's first cinema. When I when I went to see it, but um, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I, yeah, she got super famous super fast off of that stuff because she was like in like the Bill Ingvall show on TBS, and then she got Hunger Games. So it's like you know she. I don't know, Royden. I've seen super famous super fast done really really well. I've seen some super famous super fast actors go off. So I don't Zendaya's know. Zendaya's been famous her whole life, and she's great. Yeah, but Zendaya's no, no. not winning multiple Oscars. You know, what saying, I'm like, not, yet. Different. not yet. It's a, I, I know, but it's a different thing. Jennifer Lawrence, we were like, she's the next goat. She's the next goat. She's the next well, goat. Everyone was like, mm, I'm good. Street. But why did getting that many she Oscars? Was the next goat. She was never the she next had, goat. Yeah, she did. She won a. She won an Oscar. She was nominated at like. She was nominated at like twenty for the Winter's Bone, which is actually a very good movie if you've seen it. But then she wins for Silver Linings Playbook. Then she's nominated again for American Hustle. Then she's nominated again for Joy. So it's like, yeah, she, the, the Oscars love them some Jennifer Lawrence, like her or right. not. I got she my was, take. Jennifer Lawrence ahead. is an industry plant, bro. First of all, 
Silver Linings is as mid at best, and American Hustle is awful. I don't, I, like, I, don't I don't know where this came from. Like Ish. I was never in on it. I was never in on the Jennifer Lawrence. She's no Florence Pugh. Florence Pugh Back. is about nineteen levels above her at the same age. Talk. I just don't understand now we're talking. Got now we're talking. Now we're talking. Now we potting. Hashtag support Florence Pugh, baby. But anyway, yeah, I think I think Florence Pugh might catch the same thing if this keeps going like it's going, because she's got all this MCU shit, and then she's going to get Oscar nominated in the next couple of years for either Don't Worry, Darling, or something else, because she's every fucking where. So we're going to see if this is a Jennifer Lawrence problem or if this is a young white woman who Hollywood likes problem, because Florence Pugh is going to be the test case. Test case, the, the test case for that. I, I don't know who was y'all's favorite. Who was y'all's favorite side character in this? Because it's filled with a bunch of unlikable people on purpose. But like, this is the best I think I've seen. I mean, Jonah Hill's like directing and everything, but this is the funniest like Jonah Hill's been in a while too. But of course, Whoa. he's always he's done this in like he was a incredible few Leo films now, like, like, like Wolf of Wall Street and other things like that. I want to be clear. I quote Jonah Hill in Superbad to this day. Okay. To this day, it's natural conversation. Superbad dates secretly. To this day, and I'm like, no, not it doesn't. But that's why white... you can eat that tape. What did you Wait, just say? What Dex? did you say? What did you just say? Dex, Dex? said that Superbad stinks secretly. No, no, we can't. Not, it no, it doesn't. It's literally the most perfect movie. We're not doing this. It is literally a that film. view does not represent what we watch. No, Superbad is perfect. The one take pod. That is awful. No, it absolutely no. Um, so. My favorite side character was the guard charging people for snacks. Real hustler representation. Shout out to you, my guy. Uh, charge them motherfuckers. Okay, go ahead. That was a funny through line throughout where she, she could not get at, get over why they would charge them for snacks. Like, it was 10 bucks. And she goes, oh, it's free. It's the White House. Like That was just a really funny My guy made a quick come up before the world ended. Good for you, baby. Um, yeah, the best side character is definitely Jonah Hill. He... Literally everything he said was hilarious to me. Dude did not miss the entire movie. Even at the end where he's just like, Mom? Like, is she coming yeah. back? She's, she's coming back. When he and is when, talking about Leo's breathing when Leo was trying to deliver the news to the president, and he's just like, I'm, I'm sorry, the way that you're breathing, it's just really distracting. Like, I was laughing so hard at this. And yeah, it was a thinly veiled Trump Jr. thing, but it was also like, it was it was very very written very funny, but it was just like when he was sitting there and he's like when he when he was just calling them poor to their face his, his their voter base. <laughs> he was just like he was like, and you the poor help us the rich, and then the other guys uh, we're against them, and it was just like it was it was very very funny and well done. But yeah, when he's sitting there and he goes Michigan State, and he's like. Come on. You gotta yell or something like that. This is the part where I want to give love to the most underrated performance in the film, which was Meryl Streep. When they when they do the don't look up thing, Meryl Streep says, I know why they want you to look up because they think that you're above they're above you. Like it was just delivered so perfectly. I can't believe that you don't like her performance in this film. I thought she was hilarious. I thought It's not that I don't like her performance. She's Meryl Streep. She's the goat. She's good in basically everything ever. But I just felt like she shouldn't have been in this movie. Like, why not? It just feels like this movie is beneath the goat. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
Uh, I see why why I are you see. showing me Meryl Streep's naked ass? Like, why, yeah, I, didn't, why I didn't need that? to see Meryl Streep naked. I did not need that. With, with her trip on her black tram stamp. <laughs> I did not need that. Nah, y'all yeah. don't I let mean, Meryl a, Streep cook. Let her it's cook. A body, it's a body double, so we you, still haven't seen Meryl Streep naked ass, but still. like You know, she, you know she's that Meryl girl. Naked ass. Everyone what? knows she's that girl, so she can do these little roles. Yeah, let her have some fun. Like, it's like when you retire and you want to start having a little fun. Let her cook. Let her cook. She looked like she was having the time of her life on that movie set. Like, I hear Brad Farman trying to see if she still got it. <laughs> and my girl looked good, too. She looked a little bit younger than she is, so good for her. She I don't did. know. I enjoyed it. What smoking will do for you, apparently, according to the movie. Her uh, polling numbers went up when she started smoking cigarettes. (laughs) We're going to start taking comments and questions in about 10 minutes. So thank you all for joining. Uh, Tap in, um, share, and hashtag what we watch, and definitely follow One Take Pod. I love these guys, and we always have a good time. But go ahead, Teach, what were you going to say? Do y'all think – so at the beginning of this, everybody kept saying how much fun they had. And Mo, I think you especially said, like, this is just a fun movie. Is this just a fun movie, though? Because it's obviously the intent of this film is not just for you to have a good time. It's for you to have a good time, but it's also supposed to be able... It's like they, they literally say in the film, like when they're talking to Tyler Perry and Kate Blanchett, they literally say, we like to have a little fun out at this show because it helps the medicine go down, which is literally the, like, the mission statement of the film. So do you think that this, all they accomplished was just some fun? Or do you think that it is something that will make people at least for 10 seconds or for an hour and a half or however long, think about the bigger problems and the bigger issues in our American democracy and the way that we consume media. Do you think that it only gives you some fun? And like, Mo, you said you're not going to be thinking about it later. Do you think that most people won't be thinking about it later? Because obviously he wants, he has higher aspirations for this film than just for you to laugh at like the other guys. I, I guess I can have fun because I'm already smart and kind. And so I already know what the fuck, how fucked up shit is i'm smarter um, and better than everyone so yeah no 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 <laughs> no I, I don't like know and I, that's that's why it's so cool to talk to everyone and see how they feel right like i guess let me ask the audience did y'all have fun watching this movie like 100 emoji if you had fun watching the movie i had a good time and i think that's a great call out i had my Here's going to be an inception, which is an inception of an inception. I had my Leo cat moment where I pointed at the TV when they were saying things that they were trying to say in, in this movie about who we are as a thing. I was like, yes. Oh, help the medicine go down, which this is what I'm doing by watching this movie. I'm fucking this is awful. We're about to hit the second part. This is the, the, we just hit another peak in this pandemic. No one's going to listen. No one's going to listen. And here we are. Help the medicine go down. Because I'm going to sit at my house and watch movies. Like, don't Did you get red-pilled? Is that what you're saying? I, I no? got red-pilled. <laughs> Definitely. Um, yeah. So, you no, know, I'm going to stick to my guns. I had a good time. I did need the medicine to go down. But I also don't need movies to tell me or to force me to research and study and try to, like, you know, talk to people about how fucked up shit is. So yeah, I think I think this reached its audience. Like, it... Like it, the people who watch this are not their audience that McKay is trying to reach, to be completely honest with you. And I get that it's on Netflix and it's like the most easily accessible form to like reach this. But like, I think, I think people are very much know what side of the aisle that Adam McKay and Leonardo DiCaprio and the Hollywood people in this movie are in. So I don't think, yeah, I don't think anybody that listens to like Alex Jones or watches Tucker Carlson is going to, like, log into this movie and be like, you know what? I learned a lesson. 
Right. No, it's I, not. It just, like, I hate to, I hate to generalize. And if you do listen like to those podcasts. It, it just is true. I, I love that you said that because I think that, I, I think that you were right. I think that there are certain people that are not going to click play on an Adam McKay movie. But I think that the movie was, it's literally supposed to be a movie where we could all, quote unquote, come together both sides of the aisle and watch the movie and take away the message. But I think you're right. Like, your reputation precedes you when your last film was Vice a movie that you made about Dick Cheney, which pulled no punches, whether you think the movie is good or not. It's obviously not like a, like a very positive picture of Dick Cheney. So like, maybe certain, good. maybe certain people are not going to sit down and watch this movie, even though this is really, this is pretty much like an SNL skit about the, about climate change. And really there are some moments in the movie where you feel like he's picking a political side in terms of like a conservative versus liberal viewpoint. But I think it's a, I think he tried to write a movie that was kind of like, we could all come together and laugh at ourselves and not really have to argue about the, the scene where Jennifer Lawrence goes to her parents' house and they're like, sorry, we are for the jobs the, the, uh, the, the will provide. Create. Like we don't want to talk about politics. I thought that was, I think he was trying to write a movie. I think he realized I could sit here and write a movie from my own political perspective all day. And in some regards, that's what every director and everybody who's ever written the movie is doing. But I think he tried to sit down and write a movie that wasn't a Republican versus Democrat, wasn't a movie that only Democrats could watch. Yet, like Royden said, maybe only Democrats would click play on a movie like this in the first place. And people, if you're a climate change denier, maybe you would never click on a movie like this in the first place anyway. The, the, the part about this, though, that I have to get back to, speaking of your Captain America uh, moment or whatever, was uh, Chris Evans is literally in this movie. And he was hilarious. And he, he, and he, yes. he does the, I made a movie for both people, for both sides <laughs> of the aisle. It's, it's like, I'm not for or against the comment. It's just like, that was really, that was a really funny bit that they did in the movie. And then um, my, but you say that, and then at the very end of the movie, you know, they have the people in the literal red hats that say, look down and everything else that say, and when they That's look true. up and they see, they see uh, they see the comet coming down, and he's like, they lied, they lied to, to us. us. It just was like, ah, okay, yeah. That's true. I just hope they call it red. Rednecks, when they're throwing bottles at him, he calls them rednecks. So obviously, it, it has some jabs at the, at the right. So you're right. Maybe the right is not watching this movie at all, so it wouldn't reach them in the first place. Yeah. I just hope they're ready for some, some award show. I don't know which one it's going to be. But some award show this year is going to pay Ricky Gervais a million dollars to come and host their award show and talk shit about Don't Look Up and how political every movie is yet again. For like the 17th year in a row, Ricky Gervais Ricky is going to a million dollars on politics and award shows. Just oh, be ready. brother. First of all, YouTube what clip. the hell Ricky is Ricky Gervais this? pulling no punches at the 2022 Oscars ceremony. <laughs> <laughs> What the hell is this, Dex? Take this tweet down out of our space right now. No, we can't What's say happening. that. We have to spread the truth about no, Superbad. This is, this is not, not nearly the as truth. good Super as you Superbad is great. No. I mean, it is. I watched that like movie maybe, maybe three months ago. <laughs> I was Dex too. I don't like care. Nine years this old. Movie. Me too. This movie's perfect. This movie's perfect. But anyways, Trash. this movie being super bad, not uh, Don't Look Up. But Don't Look Up was fun. I had a good time. 
Don't look um, up as bad as a super bad hot take. Okay. I mean, All right. Now, tweet that, right now. tweet that right now Stop and this. let's get We're it popping. We're going to pack you up. Gonna pack you All up right. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Y'all need to come up here and tell Dex from Dex wrong. State Dead so we can block you again. We're going to require every person to come up here and say which one was better. Don't look up or super bad. And then you can get your bars off. I'm not having this. <laughs> I'm not having this. What is happening here? They're trying to silence me because I'm right. You see what's happening? No. Nah. <laughs> Not the bipartisan approach in the space. Oh, no. Don't look up. It's trash. Not trash. (laughs) Super bad is trash. No, Freudian. I love that It's a Freudian slip. I love this Freudian. They're trying to silence me. They're going to make memes (laughs) and t-shirts. I am. One day you're going to see a giant comet hitting the earth that says super bad is garbage. Jonah Hill was in a super bad bag in this movie, and... I love, like, how many actors do you guys know that, like, every line they deliver in a movie is fucking hilarious? Like, come on now. You're not seeing that. Stop he was really shooting, with. like, 100% from the field. Like, every time he opened his field. mouth, it was hilarious. Like, he exactly. was also, when he, also the story of him telling uh, Meryl Streep that she was the goat. And she not knowing what the goat meant, she like thought yes, the mother son, <laughs> the mother son moments were incredible. The Leo just easily getting his wife back was also hilarious to me, because like every other movie has like had entire plots based off of like the guy that cheats and tries to get his wife back, and this movie was like no sometimes. Let's get I mean, over. The let's, world's let's, ending. Like, the whatever. world's ending. Well, yeah. Like, let's get to it. What, really, yeah. Like, what else you got to go like, do? Like, we making dinner. I, I had with. sex with uh, what's his face when we were dating in college, and he was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> yes, and so to get her little jab back, like I cheated first. Like you cheated second, sweetie. Bloop. Like yeah. I loved it. I loved it. It was good for me. And the bash, the bash approach. Again, for me, that fell flat. I don't know why. Uh, maybe because of the Mark character, but like I get, like I said, I think it was T saying earlier, like they had to do that. Like I, I appreciate them including that because that is what happens. First, we need to try to make money off of whatever is happening. So here's the thing. But I, I think they made it too long. Like we had a lot of scenes where I felt like I was an avatar when they were like trying to explain how the shit worked and what it would look like. And, like, what we're going to do to destroy a whole, you know, um, civilization. And, like, it was just, it was a lot, but th- it was necessary, so. It definitely could have been a shorter movie. I, I was, the second time I watched it, I was pretty surprised. It's like, it's like 220. Yes. I was pretty surprised. This, this should be an hour, 45 minutes. This is that. a 90-minute movie. And I saw. No, it's kind of, thus, thus is the burden for Adam McKay films, to be completely That's honest true. with That you. is true. That is true. No, I think we got I think more super bad slander rolling in. Just want to point out, everyone, take oh note God. that I am oh right. God. I am winning. Justice like and the truth. Share are the winning. tweets. I'm, I'm about to start. 30. I'm about to start sharing my tweets. This is ridiculous. This is okay. absurd. So, very at the very end of this movie, and then we'll get questions in about like two minutes. But uh, at the very end of this movie, what did y'all think about like the complete 180 from having this sort of somber moment? Where they all pray together and come together. Like, what What did you think about that shift? And then going back to you know her getting eaten by a uh, a dinosaur on an alien planet twenty two thousand years later. Like, what do we think about how this movie wraps? I was appreciative that they tried to do the like a moment of levity. Like, I don't think you like like if you take a movie like This Is the End, which is a great film. I'm not shitting on it. Uh, it it's like the end of it's like the extinction of humanity is happening, but it's all played as a joke. Whereas I thought, if you're, if you're going to make a movie that is 
ultimately about ultimately about climate change. You have to have some moments of levity. You see, like when he was split slicing the scenes, he would show animals, he would show babies. He has to, you have to show what the stakes are. Of like, the, if we don't fix this very real problem, this very real comet that's heading towards us, then this this is the cost. So I appreciate that he tried it, but I just wanted to get back to having fun. So I'm glad we got back to Meryl Streep getting eaten by a dinosaur. If I'm being honest. Here, here's the thing, and I said this in the beginning. Commit. I need movies to commit. Life often doesn't have any solutions and like shit actually goes the way that someone that was right goes and like shit gets fucked up. So I'm really glad that they did that. And I'm sorry, but we're not going to gloss over the praying scene. I was crying laughing at that scene because it was so obviously not something <laughs> that those people <laughs> wanted to do. And yeah, it was just like, go. let's, like, we were watching this whole movie and they're like, let's pray. And I was they didn't even know screaming. How to pray. The, the wife pray- was like, I don't know how to do that. Like, what do we and do? I don't know how to do that. I don't know who to give this to, but like, maybe it's like, because Adam McKay did Talladega Nights, right? Yes. He has the scene there too where they're like fucking praying and it just, it makes me scream. So, you know me, I'm always going to find a parallel. And I was just dying laughing at that. But like, I'm just so glad that the ending committed, right? Like, please just like, the whole time I was like, okay, here's the quote unquote problem in the movie and then there's always a solution or there's always like a, like, oh, we're going to meet in the middle. And this movie was like, no, the problem is going to happen. Like, no, y'all aren't listening and the world's going to end. And I was just like, that's what made the movie good to me. That's why it gave, I'm not going to say that this is bad. Whether you guys, whether anybody's going to change their mind or sit with it longer and look at it to you like you were asking. I don't, I don't know that that's going to be a thing. I'm just glad that the world actually ended in this movie. Big spoiler alert. Like, yes, that's how the shit works. Okay. Yeah. Let it be. Let it be. Uh- Oh, and before we go, one more thing. Can we talk about Rob Morgan's hairpiece in this? <laughs> yes. <laughs> what yes, was that? Please. What was God, that? That was that was not good. I don't know why they did that to that guy. Oh shit! We didn't even talk about uh, Jennifer Lawrence's boyfriend or ex-boyfriend, like oh, just writing a whole thing about her. That was perfect. Oh, I slept with That's her. That's exactly what would happen. If exactly. I would have done that same famous, shit, real talk. She, your girlfriend's like, wait, Dex, what? Dex, please, man. Please, I would have done the same shit. If, Dex, if, Dex's take do not reflect the takes of the One Take podcast. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. If my girlfriend was became a meme that was telling everybody the world was going to end, and I knew she was right, so nothing matters anyway, I'm, I'm grifting the fuck out of that as long as I can. <laughs> Like, You're writing a whole journalistic piece about you your relationship with her? You Absolutely. You're you're one of those that like, you know the people that like after someone, you know, sorry if this is morbid, but like after someone dies they eulogize me like, "Oh, I used to talk to her. I used to talk to him." Nah, nah, that's you, Dex. Nah, I can't believe alive. that I ignored her. <laughs> I know to but like it's R. just R. as bad. Like, that's Dex though. Be shaking oh. hands with Nancy Reagan when at, at certain times after hey, after hey, the world blows hey, up. Relax, <laughs> relax. All I'm saying is, if the world Next is going to end anyway, and I like we we going through some things, my mama don't like you anyway. I may at least get some bread before we go. Maybe I'm just built different. Maybe y'all are some broke boys <laughs> who are like just, wow. No, here's y'all aren't getting your paper, but I'm gonna get no, mine. We gonna, talk, we gonna talk about exes because that was a huge theme in this movie. <laughs> a bunch of exes. Yeah, we gonna talk about it. Now nah, we gotta you gotta come up here and also talk about what Dex just said there, guys. So the super bad comment and this whole how are you? Treating I can't your believe ex? Dex. I can't believe. Nah, this. bro, we are not turning the the spaces. Yes, into, we are. Uh, yes, we are. <laughs> oh, we absolutely are. We've got the. We are not putting me on trial. 
I slept I slept with the meme girl on ApolloHOU.com coming off after this. <laughs> hey, ApolloHOU.com, Houston Style Magazine, you know, YouTube. Check Before me we out. get into comments and questions, I'll let Roy and Kurt. I slept with annoying girlfriend, says Dex in 2007. Sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let uh, Roy. Get... Hello? Bring some people Can up, Can you hear me? Uh now, okay, you before we get the questions and comments, I'll let Royden close it out for the podcast, okay. for your podcast standards. I just want to say one last thing. Uh, this entire movie is um, hot science representation, hot STEM representation. And so it was near and dear to my heart. And hot scientists and hot STEM majors and hot, uh, you know, all of us turn up. This is This is how we do it. And we be right. And if you don't listen to us, the world may end. So congrats on that. Think about the polar bears, guys, and the turtles. Um, just kidding. You just have to lobby billionaires because they're the only ones that can actually fix this. So uh, the thing with with us, you can follow us at One Take Podcast, uh, One Take Podcast on Twitter, One Take Podcast on YouTube, One Take Podcast on Instagram, as well as TikTok because I hate myself and I will eventually post on that as well because um, we, we are all sellouts. But uh, – you can also follow us at Apollo HOU on Twitter, Twitch, Instagram as well. Uh, you can follow Less Humble Teach, Dex Ain't Dead, and uh, what we watch for sure. Because come follow us. We are going to do our top uh, top five movies and TV shows of 2021 of the past calendar year. So thank you so much for following us and, and liking and subscribing. Our last film uh, review was The Matrix, which is a not good movie. Not the original Matrix. The last Matrix, which stunk. Uh, Matrix War stinks, by the way. So go listen to that as well on Spotify and uh, Apple. So yeah, Dex, Tej, anything? Thanks for having us, Mo. We love working with what we watch. We be in these rooms anyway. This is amazing. Can't wait for y'all to come up. I cannot wait to hear y'all thoughts on the movie. Yeah. Jennifer Lawrence's boyfriend was right. And hashtag support Florence Pugh. And super bad is bad. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Those, <laughs> those, those, yeah, we'll cut that out. We'll cut that out of this recording too. Uh, thank you guys. This is my third time. I did Candyman and I did uh, what? Squid, Squid Game. Game. Oh, shit. Squid those Game. were fire. Um, we've had some great collabs. Uh, then you guys jumped in the space of the Squid Game too that we did. So that was amazing. So, guys, uh, let's take some questions. Follow One Take Pod, follow What We Watch Film TV. And I see some guys up. We are ready to go. Welcome, Jamel. Welcome, Javon. It also doesn't have to be questions. If you just want to come up and say something, you don't have to ask him questions. Yeah, if you, want to, tell Dex, if you want to yeah. tell Dex he's wrong, tell Dex just, he's bad and wrong. Just, just say Dex is wrong. Like, let's just, that's fine. Come up here and say Dex is wrong and then leave. That's it. That's fine. Go ahead, Jamel. Hey, everybody. Uh, thank you for, once again, Mo, uh, your hosting abilities or chef's kiss it was nice to hear from one take podcast for the first time i never really uh got to listen to you guys and i'm not really a podcaster anyway but i uh, love what i'm hearing so far uh, on the movie i already said it when i retweeted out most space in the first place um i did not like this movie at all I, it was not an enjoyable experience i had to actually watch it and like mo did with matrix in pieces uh the first time i shut it off uh there's a particular thing with Adam McKay where I'm more of a person that liked his uh, earlier stuff than I like much, any much of uh, his later stuff. 
And that has to do with where his style to me works and where it doesn't work. And more importantly, and to the point of the main thing that stood out about this movie, with whom he's working with and where it doesn't work. Because as he moved away from some of his people, one of the main ones being who you guys mentioned at the start, Will Ferrell, then uh, it felt to me as if he's, I started to learn that maybe he's not the, uh, that great either in his cast department or he himself. Because a lot of these people in this movie, as a matter of fact, I don't really, maybe like as you went down the line, but I mean, I'm talking about almost every single one of the people in this movie. I did not like them in the roles they were playing. I do not believe uh, Leonardo DiCaprio as anybody's professor. I don't believe Leonardo DiCaprio is anybody's every man. Uh, he has the movies where he is at his absolute best is when he's playing outlandish, uh, crazy off the top people like uh, Calvin Candy and Django and, um, uh what's uh wolf of wall street jordan whatever his last name was and then uh with jennifer lawrence i'm with the crowd uh that, what you guys were speaking on about her i've kind of there's been places where i'm like i can see why people think she's so good and then there's other spots where i'm like you guys are this is cat right now and jonah hill let me just say this i've never liked him just cannot get into his style of comedy all right, that's all. <laughs> yeah. That's enough from you. Boo, tomato, tomato, tomato. What is happening here? Yeah, people are telling the truth. It's time to let you guys know, man. Y'all been, been capping for that dude. That dude is stick. He is one wow. thing, one thing only all the time. And it's just subjectively not my tea. Like, for Steve Martin, for instance, when I watch... you have a 100-mile-per-hour fastball, you don't need to develop a curve that often. Uh, I'm sorry. I don't think it's a 100-mile-an-hour fastball. That's a fact. When you spin that ball, somebody looks at it and can objectively say that's 100 miles an hour. That's not what he's doing. To some people, it's going to feel like 100 miles an hour. That's the person I'm looking at, and it's like, that shit no. hit the dirt. That's, that's, that's crazy. But hey, I, mean, look, I, I, I just want to say it. that I appreciate that you're on the I, right side of history about okay. super bad. <laughs> All right. We're not, we're not on the same page about Jonathan. This is absolutely well, okay. well, okay. 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 I'm about to be the bad guy of everybody because I'm, I can't go as far as to say that super bad is better than this movie. Uh, Super bad. Wow, is a solid movie to me. Thought you had a friend. Yeah, nah, yeah, yeah. There's other, <laughs> there's other people in Super Bad. Thank you so much, Jamel, and I really appreciate it. I'm glad someone didn't like this movie. You know how I am. I love when we can disagree, and I love when people tell me why they didn't like something. Um, but okay, yeah, I appreciate that. You're wrong about Jonah. But I was I was very curious as we were talking about it again. The highest rating that we gave it was a B plus. That was by Dex. The lowest was a Roy. Did you give a C minus or a C plus? Uh, C I think I gave it a C C plus. C plus. Um, that was the lowest, and so it looks like you know Jamel might have given given it a little even lower one. And so we've got one. Who's 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 tallying these up? We got one. Super bad is better than Don't Look Up. So that's the correct answer. Um, Geraldo, welcome. What's up, baby? Hey, um, just to full disclaimer, um, oh, well, not disclaimer, but just to start off, Superbad is way better than Don't Look Up. Um, I just want to, um, I, that's your opinion, but. Dex, shut Yeah, I just wanted to start with that. Um, something that the last person that was here said that I completely agreed with was about Leonardo's casting in this role I did I don't think 
he had a really good performance in this role. And honestly, I just don't think that this role was for him. I understand why they casted him, though, because he does do a lot of, like, um, philanthropic sustainability stuff, like, for the environment and his personal life. So I feel like that's why um, Adam McKay really wanted him for the role, because I, I believe, like, reports said that, like, he rewrote this story because he wanted Leonardo to Leonardo take it so badly or something like that. But like, I just didn't really think, I just don't see Leonardo DiCaprio being this like at home teacher or like professor. Like, for example, like why did his sons look like his brothers? I was so confused. Like his sons looked his age. Like I was like, what is, what is going on? Like when he was with, that woman i was like no shade but i was like i can never i can never imagine like leonardo dicaprio with this woman like like his wife like honestly i was like i was happy he was cheating like i was like yeah go on yeah, bro yeah. <laughs> wow okay. it, was, it was it was getting no, like, it was, <laughs> holy shit it was getting so ridiculous like i was like no 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 um he was probably the poorest cast person in this movie, I think Jonah Hill was great. His character made sense for the for the role he was playing, like him him as just like uh, an an actor. Um, Jennifer Lawrence was okay. Uh, I think I don't know. I just feel like also I I really want to talk about like maybe further down the line, like the whole like Jennifer Lawrence hate train and like why people don't like her in Hollywood because I feel like. I have an idea as to why. Um, but other than that, I thought she was okay. Overall, in the for the movie, I think it was a solid movie. My whole thing was, I just thought it ran for too long. Like, I was just like, this movie shouldn't be over two hours. And you could feel yes. that drag on as you were watching it. So, yes. yeah, those are my hot takes. Thank you, Geraldo. Yeah, go ahead, Dex. You see, that's, gotta... that's you 2-0 right now, my guy. Hey, we gotta we gotta roll back real quick though. Are you saying you think people don't like Jennifer Lawrence because you got like some some insider info, or you just like you got some like theory or something? Like you know some shit, or you just you guessing? What what we got? You don't you don't have to answer that. He Geraldo. he's you seen many a Reddit thread as to why <laughs> you don't have Lawrence. to answer that, Geraldo. I can't. I mean, though. No, I'm just curious. I'm not want. trying to talk <laughs> you out or nothing. I'm just like no. what, we, what we got. Well. There's your answer, Dex. No, go ahead, Geraldo. I mean, okay, well, it's actually a topic that's was going kind of viral on TikTok a couple of days ago, and I commented on it. It's basically people are calling it like the Jennifer Lawrence um, pipeline, where it's like you're this it girl actress, right? Who is like the biggest thing, and like Jennifer Lawrence was definitely the biggest thing during like her whole Hunger Games. Silver Linings play foot, Silver Linings Playbook era. And then, so basically you're on top of the world and then like all of a sudden you get, you get all this praise, all this attention and then all of a sudden people just hate you or like you just, people just like, you fall from grace, right? And I think that that's just like, it's like the popular kid in high school who like peaks in high school and then like all of a sudden nobody really likes them like that anymore because there will she always be this. another Royden was kid. talking about this earlier. Royden. Yeah, yeah she did this thing Sorry to interrupt you, but she did this yeah, thing course. where she was, she she got super popular, obviously, and she was making uh, huge salaries per movie. To, to she was in X Men movies, she was in all of this other stuff, 
And obviously Hollywood liked her, but she did this thing and that's fine. But she's like, I'm not like all the other Hollywood elite. Like I'm a normal person. Like I like pizza. You're just like, okay. Yeah. Like people kind of, people kind of <laughs> on the, on the, I'm a normal person. Well, you're not, you're a movie star. Like, yeah. Be a movie star. You know what I mean? She, mm, she went like, too oh, far with and, that. Me and, uh, yeah, me and Amy Schumer are best friends and da, 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 da. We're so quirky because. Yes. Like, yes. And it, that's exactly and, what happened. It just, it, yeah. shit, that shit was yeah. worth it on all of us where the, the, the appeal of Hollywood started to come off a few years ago and the sheen of Hollywood. And so mm-hmm. it sort of wore thin with a lot of people where it's just like, oh, my eye roll moment with all yeah. that stuff. You know? and and like, so that's I what I think. Mm-hmm. And like from just last part, like people have been suggesting or like theorizing who that will happen next to, like who are the it girls that will like fall from grace in a couple of years. Um, and like people are saying, people mentioned her in the podcast, Florence Pugh. Um, she's definitely an it girl right now, like with the whole Marvel, and I believe she's—I don't know what else she's doing now. Um, Zach Marvel's Marvel's what? Sorry. Huh? All right, buddy. <laughs> no, she, I mean it's true. It's Zach Braff. That's what she's doing. Canceled. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> but like, he, he got canceled though, right? Like, we yeah. Like, what's going on, Royden? Zach Braff is canceled. I'm but telling yeah, people, you, that's just like you. You need to be on TikTok. Like Royden, I just want you to know. You said you were going to be on TikTok. You said one take pod is on TikTok. Th- these are the things you got to know, buddy. All right, Hidalgo's here, letting you know that there's some Jennifer Lawrence takes on TikTok. We're here to tell you, Zach Braff, TikTok. Get with okay, it, man. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, that, that's all. I, that's all I really had. But um, I'll jump in if something else. Thank comes you up. so much, Hidalgo. Um, let's get let's get Derek in here, the a long time uh, long time uh, contributor to our podcast. If you perfect. Don't hey Derek. Derek. Oh my god! Shit on Superbad, Derek. If you shit on Superbad, I will be so angry. Well, hello. My name is Derek Fultz, long time caller, first time listener. Um, <laughs> I do, I do uh, I do want to say um, Dex Dex's takes do not represent the One Take podcast. Right now, they represent all of Apollo Media. So oh, I think that's a much no. bigger problem yes. that you guys have to take care of. Yes, 1,000%. <laughs> Josh um, is on here. Josh, can you help us? <laughs> um, personally, I think that both Superbad and Don't Look Up are seven tons of ass. Uh, but no! that's just me. Oh, um, no! That's just me. What is happening? We <laughs> um, sat here for an no, hour no, just being like, this movie's bad, pretty this funny. I laughed at so much. And then three people, three straight people came out like, both of these movies fucking Guys, suck. Guys, just so you know what we watch, what we watch loves. Remember, we have guests on the podcast. Like, these are guests. These are guests on the spaces. Uh, we love Superbad, okay? <laughs> no, go ahead, Derek. <laughs> Superbad. I was going to say, I mean, this is not the first time that the One Take Pod guys have made fun of me directly on their podcast, so <laughs> I'm used to it. We have done that, sorry. Yeah, no, same, same with me. Um... Go ahead. I this movie is just like it just screams like neoliberal dear Theodosia in the Congress Hall. Like it is it's so like it it feels pandery to me. It's like like uh Royden was talking about like the people that need to watch this movie are not watching this movie because they think it's a bunch of liberal coastal elite garbage, which I mean, as a liberal, yeah, it is. Um, but like it just, like, it was funny. Like, I thought it was funny, but, like, just the whole time I was like, God, like, I feel like sometimes satire should be a little more subtle uh, just because it's, like, you don't want it to be, like, 
winking at the camera every five seconds. And I thought that this movie really like every two and a half minutes was like looking at the camera and being like, you got the joke, right? You got it. All right, let's move on. Um, Choking you to death. Like you understand the joke. (laughs) Yeah. Meryl Streep had me in a chokehold and was like, I'm Trump. (laughs) I am lady Trump. And I was like, I get it. I get it. Let me go, Meryl. But also I was like, don't let me go, Meryl. Hold me tighter. Um, <laughs> I I don't know. I'm just like, I, I wanted to like this movie. I saw this movie in theaters like two weeks before it came out on Netflix. And I was like, okay. oh, this is. I got to ask. Be- I'm sorry to interrupt. Oh, yeah, good. A hundred emoji if you saw this movie on Netflix. And peace emoji if you saw it in theaters. Derek, I'm really excited that you saw this movie in theaters. I'm always, like, super, super, super into people who are, like, watching movies in theaters that are available at home, because I do it, too. Yeah. But peace emoji, peace emoji if you watch it in theaters, 100 emoji if you watch it on Netflix. Okay. Well, y- yeah, no. You're not no. the only one. Okay. No, Go no, ahead. for sure. We're, we're, we're a small army, but we're out there. Yeah, we uh, definitely are. The only time that I didn't do that was with the newest Matrix movie, which I loved, by the way. LOL at all of y'all that hated it. Um, oh, okay. Well, shut up, Roy to God. Let me have my opinions. <laughs> oh, God, Derek. Oh, no. I know. Go I'm ahead. Sorry. It's I'm, all right. I, I blew up on this face. Um, <laughs> no, I, so, yeah, that's really like, I thought Leonardo DiCaprio was fine. This is not winning any awards for me personally. Um, I love Jennifer Lawrence. I want to see her in more things. Um, I am Jennifer Lawrence Hive through and through. She can do no wrong in well, my why? eyes. What, what, what told you? She's hot. Oh, my God. That's fair. Let's hear him out. <laughs> Listen, no, let, I, I just can I speak? Can I'm I speak? Listen, if I did... Okay, I didn't like the Urban Outfitters blunt bang she had going on. But... <laughs> she, she she looked like an earthbound manager like what was i supposed to do oh i just i just want to know if that was written in or was like how did they decide that that was her hairstyle and it was going to be like a point in the movie to talk about it a lot she looks like she smells like crystals <laughs> oh, she, no. smells like, she smells like moon water and dragon's blood uh <laughs> incense i just want to say there are enough Thank you so much, Derek. Um, yeah. I want to say there are enough boys up here. I want to hear some girlies talk. Samantha. Me too. Welcome. All right, buddy. Samantha, hey, welcome. Hey, Sam. How are you? Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. I, I thank, thank you so much, Miss Peaches. Um, I wanted to respond to Geraldo um, when he talked about, I don't know how I felt about this movie. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm still processing it. But I thought that actually Leonardo DiCaprio was well cast because he's an almost 50-year-old man. And his wife was age appropriate. And I was just kind of like, she's, she's younger than he is. You know what I mean? It's like you're just so used to, even me, I was like, so used to, I was like thinking of him and Jennifer Lawrence, but he was age appropriate. And I feel like it's like fighting the patriarchy a little that he, he was with a woman that it's like, Oh, okay. That guy, like Leonardo DiCaprio, be honest, Leonardo DiCaprio, as he looks as a almost 50 year old man would be with that woman in what Minnesota. Yes. They would be together. That would be Michigan. 
Michigan. For, okay, I'm sorry. For, I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, um, but you know, he would be with that woman. They're just like regular looking. I like that he was just regular looking. And you know, I think that it also made a wonderful point about how and I'm not like I'm I'm not like super feminist or anything, but it's just like it made like a point about how, you know, the woman was the one who discovered it. She's the one that was doing the work. She was the one that was really focused. And he was the one that became like the guy that everybody you wanted to. This you, is yeah, why you, I wanted the girlies to speak up. This is what I'm talking job, about. Excellent, yeah, it excellent. was so I felt like it was so deep because it was just kind of like, first of all, he was not prepared to quote unquote lead. He was not like in a position. He was just like mediocre white man. You know what I mean? He was just kind of like, oh, I'm here. And people were like, okay, let me just fixate everything on you. And you are the leader. And you are the one that will guide you're, us. And you're the, the mediocre kinda, like, white man. Yeah, you're the, people the are medi- obsessed with mediocre right. white man and on TV. It's weird. I'm going to throw Derek a bone here very reluctantly, but it's like, like if, you know, Jennifer could have played the hot girl scientist that was, you know, the one that was on the media too but since she spoke her mind you know yeah. she gets fucking you know out, you know outcast they so also, i'm glad you caught that the, and said that go ahead Ray. Yeah. Podcast part, part of it sorry we, we didn't talk about they named the whole thing they she doesn't even get a say in it they just named the whole thing that's going to destroy the planet after her the dbs scheme yes uh, so this entire time but you like, know what that was like you're a witch you're bringing down the planet to earth the thing is, they actually spun it because as a scientist, like, that was what everybody was celebrating in the beginning for her was that, like, she gets to name this after herself because she discovered it. And they and then spun she it to make her, like, the like the villain of it. It's just, it was so, it was actually I'm so magnificent. That was magnificent. It like, really how they, was. Like, it really was. It really it was. It was perfect. It was perfect. I mean, like, I don't know how I feel, felt about the rest of the movie. Like, I didn't like the movie at first. And as it kept going, I was like, I kind of like this. I kind of like this. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, like, like, it's fun. You appreciate it, right? Like, yeah. You know, this, like, I had a good time. Somebody Whatever. was really, you know, thinking there, even when they come for Oglethorpe, and he's just kind of like, I just have more melanin. Chill out. Just please don't kill me right now. You know what I mean? It was just, it yes. was very, like on the nose and I but in an in a way that you know somebody who knows what's up was writing it. You know what I mean? Hell um, yeah, you do. But yeah, you, I, I actually love that like Leonardo DiCaprio's wife was age appropriate and looked like he would be she would be with Leonardo DiCaprio if they lived in Michigan and he was a teacher. You know what I mean? Just Hell a regular yeah. dude like yeah, no. Leonardo DiCaprio. That's is like why here's an the thing. older man. <laughs> you know that's I mean? why, and we <laughs> talked about it earlier. That's why she took him back so easily, and he was able to come back so easily. Like you two belong together. Like, come on, and especially when the world is ending, you're not going to spend your time with a girl. And that's why they had her leave. What what was her name? The um, oh, the, what is the, the, the oh, girl? Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 Megan no. Kelly. In, in the movie, make make yeah, like that's why at the end where they were like, we're taking him here, and she was like. Uh no, I'm out. Like that's how yeah. it really goes. Like he was that kind of person, you know what I mean? And it's just kind of like, uh, yeah, it was so. I, I it was for women this mo- this part of it. This part of oh, it was yeah. for women, I think. And I was just kind of like, you know what? He went back to his old woman 
that maybe people are like, I can't see him with, but she loved him and she and she was ready to take him back. And, and she and she cheated first. So let's just she be did clear. She first. She got she got it. But I just it was so it, like she was like, I'm not going to be the victim of you. I did it to you first. it was it was beautiful. That part was beautiful. All right, Samantha, one more thing before you go. We got to know super bad, good or bad. Ooh, no, that's not, that's not the me. question. That's not the question. And I've never seen but, super bad. Oh, no, that's no. fine. You don't need to see it because it's trash. No, right. Samantha, go watch it tonight. It's perfect. But, no, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. Sorry. We have a few <laughs> additional people with their hands up. One take. Um, can you pick between Black Dynamite, Javon, or Brandon? These are some people that haven't gotten to speak yet. Let's go, Brandon. All right, let's do it. Brandon. What's good, everybody? What's up, Brandon? What's up? What's up? Oh, what's up? Big fans of you guys. You guys are awesome. Um, I don't have that much to add. You guys covered a lot of it, but just like two things. Um, so one thing I saw this, um, I saw this film in theaters the first time. I've seen it twice. I saw it in theaters the first time, and then I saw it on Netflix. One thing I did notice the second time was that I think. Tim Timothy Chalamet should do more comedy. I thought he was hilarious in that small role he had. And then also I noticed um uh it's funny, we say we say Adam Adam McKay is not subtle, but I felt like the reaction to uh Jennifer Lawrence's character having a meltdown and to Leo's character, I saw a difference with those. And I feel like that was like a like a subtle commentary on how we react to like women and men and women. I don't know if that's what he was going for, but that's what I felt when oh, I watched yeah. it the second time. No, that's and I good. thought that was kind of cool that he did that. Um, and then the second thing was um, to kind of piggyback off what Dex was saying about how the Oscars, nobody could really predict it. That's 100% true, especially this year. You got all these critics acting like they know what's going to happen. They really don't. But however, I will say this. I would not be surprised if this film was nominated for Best Picture because Hollywood loves these type of movies. Do they? And I feel like I they. Would, I feel I like they? yes. I think they do. I yes, agree I feel it. like they do. They. I feel like they like they love these type of movies. And uh, the one review I saw on Letterboxd, it was hilarious. It was like one sentence. Kind of made me think this. It said it described "Don't Look Up" as like the Gal Gadot Imagine video for when COVID yeah. first hit. Yeah. <laughs> and ever since I saw that, ever since I saw that, I'm like, yeah, this film's gonna get nominated. It, now I don't. So yeah, it will be nominated. That's a good point. <laughs> the Gal Gadot thing is that's incredible. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Just uh, a bunch of stuff. Yeah, ever since I saw that, I was like, be no, better. this film's definitely um, gonna get. I think I think the I think it will be nominated just because we just don't have the standout sort of runaway. We don't have like a Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, and the you know the one wins like eleven Oscars and is renowned as one of the best films of all. It just we just don't have that, and so I I, I think it'll be like you'll see like excuse me, Roy, we have we have Spider Man No Way Home. And oh, it's not going to oh, be even for nominated for best picture. That's, that's, it's oh, it's going to win 13 Oscars. Thank you so much. It will not oh, even be brother. nominated. Uh, Andrew Garfield, Best Supporting Actor campaign. We're doing it. He's well, going to get it. I, I actually respect that. Let the underdog get his shine. Go ahead. No, I just
about climate change that like that went completely under the radar. It's called uh, it's called Take Shelter. It was a film from like 2011, and I, so as far as like climate change goes, I'm not quite sure that that people have, like that Hollywood has quite embraced the climate change movie. Um, I mean, the new the exactly. new Noah movie uh, that Darren Aronofsky made, which was bad, was about climate change, and like that didn't even do anything. So I don't know if like I think it'll get nominated because of who made it and who's in it, but like. As far as like the climate change thing, I think I don't think people. But exactly. my recommendation for those of you who want to watch it, it's on Amazon. It's called Take Shelter. Um, yeah, it's by the guy that did uh, Mud, that Matthew McConaughey movie. It's it's very very good. I st- I stand behind you on that one. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, you you're right. Actually, you're right. Actually, I was. You're right because when you say uh, it's because of the cast and Adam McKay, that would that would be the reason why it would yeah, get nominated. I you I don't know. Again, I. I re- really appreciate Dex saying this in the beginning that the Oscars, we, we don't really know what's going on. They don't really know what's going on anymore either, to be honest with you. Like things, the way we're consuming and watching movies and experiencing them is just very different. But yeah, I don't, I, I'm, I'm with you, Royden. I don't know that they, they don't love this kind of movie because there is a, mo- a kind of movie that they love and it isn't, first of all, it isn't a comedy. Um, that's always been an issue there, but they do, they do love the elements of a comedy. And I see why you would say that. But like the climate change, bipartisan, like attempt to challenge certain things, like they don't always love that. Well, they I don't know where this give, is gonna clean up. The Golden Globes is gonna eat this shit. Up. There you go. Like, there's better places for this movie they to do win. Love a commentary on media and Hollywood. They do love that. They do, but but it can't be too much, and it can't be like too well done. Like, it has to be like a promising young woman approach. Where it's like, oh, you know, this is a movie <laughs> right. that stinks. Yeah. Right, exactly. Uh, they love that movie. Um, can, anyway, can I, can I go, I, before we go? Uh, I like that movie. Can, I'm sorry. Can I go oh, to God. what Samantha said because she said something super yes, that I thought was super important. Oh, it is. Thank, I, thank I, you. I love when uh, when when you take a movie and you put a movie star in the middle of a movie, but you're also making a commentary about the movie star, like the real person, and that's why Leo is cast. Right, the reason why. When Marcus is not in the room anymore, but when he was when he was watching this movie, he texted me and said, "Oh my God! Like I literally forgot how old Leo was because every time we see him, he looks young, and in his real life, he dates like nineteen-year-old women. So it does feel weird to see him with a normal-looking white woman. But like that's the point. That's why that makes so much sense. And I love that she made that point of like, no, it's not. It's not weird because Leo is like too good-looking to date that woman. It's weird because we don't ever see Leo standing next to somebody his age." And he's always trying to not look his age. So, like, this movie went out of the way to make him thank- look his age. And I love when that happens. I love thank that. you. And, Samantha, it goes – thank you. And I really appreciate Samantha saying that, too, because it goes to the point I was saying earlier. Y'all got a little – you know, y'all got a little touchy. But, like, the guy's not in his prime anymore. That's not – he's not the hot guy anymore. There's a – move over. There's a lot of other hot guys. And so when you – he used to be hot, it used to just speak for itself. But then this movie like did the on the nose thing and was like, he's a hot doctor. Look at this hot guy. There's like women commenting the whole time that he's so hot. But like, yeah, no, you're supposed to be with this woman that looks like this, very regular, mad regular, two sons, regular ass house, regular dining table. Like, you know, you're a doctor. Like that. That's the thing. That's what you look like, and that's where it's supposed to be. So yeah. But I like that they played with the fact that Leo used to be, or again, if you think he still is, good for you. But he used to be the hot guy, so like, yeah, I see him on. Oh, he's so Doctor Dreamy. Who's the guy, Doctor Dreamy on Grey's Anatomy? Like, they tried McDreamy. to run that. Patrick yeah, Dempsey. 
had they tried to run that like angle on it, which I thought was funny. It was satirical. It was funny. Can um, I, I know- add something else? Can I mm-hmm. just add one other thing? I feel like it's a psychological study because are those men really dreamy? You know what I mean? Like because Leonardo DiCaprio really didn't look good in this movie, but everybody put well, that, that was, kind of image on him. That was the point. Just, yeah, that was the point. But it's just kind of like I, I think that it's a question of is it just like any man in a suit can put on a suit and not even really do his hair and it's like, oh my God, no, you're cute kind he, of you know? he's better looking than any astronomer that you'll ever find from Michigan State. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> That's maybe, a lot of hard. That's maybe. a lot of high bar, but yeah, I know yeah. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna take a couple more questions and comments. Um, and please don't forget that when you come up here, super bad or don't look up, and just tell us why you love Jonah Hill. Oh, did I throw that in there on accident? Oh, my bad. Uh, tell us why you love Jonah Hill. Javon has been very patient. I want to let him speak. Is that your name, Javon? J- Javon. Yes, it is. <laughs> hey guys, how you doing? Hey, so this movie caught me by surprise. I was just at work, you know, at my desk, and I just popped it on. And then it's like the first 10 minutes got me. If it wasn't for the pandemic and how everything, tra- uh, you know, transpired, I would not have agreed with this movie. But seeing how everything's get politicized, it was right on the nose. I'm going to say uh, two points. Point one, I think the point was to get all these uh academy acclaimed actors in this movie because if we had the same will ferrells and whatnot it wouldn't be taken as seriously so i think the whole meta commentary was yes we're gonna get all these big name actors in this movie so it can have um like a level of seriousness so you have to pay attention so i thought meryl street leonardo dicaprio was uh good in their roles with uh jeffrey lawrence and just everybody everybody was good so, and then the other, what also hit home was I was listening to another podcast um, the week before I saw the movie, and someone brought up uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. He was like, There are three things that worry me that we like, we can try to take care of, but we don't. Number one, as we all know, climate change, we're doing a horrible job at that. Number two was, an asteroid hitting us, taking us out. Because actually, we only watch 20% of the sky with all of our satellites on Earth. We only watch 20% of the sky. And number three is um, super volcanoes. We have the technology to vent these volcanoes to make sure they don't erupt, but we don't. <laughs> so it's like, so like the whole meteor coming to Earth and like for us catching it, that was funny to me. It's like, oh yeah, this is probably how we're all going to go out. And it's just like I feel like this movie was just looking into the future, and it's like this is how the human race is going to go out, and we're just all going to look like fools. Well, I wasn't worried about super volcanoes, but thank you. <laughs> no problem. No problem. <laughs> thank you. And but black oh, dynamite. Go ahead. What? Hold on, real quick. Um, uh, super bad was kind of ruined for me because everybody like hyped it up when they was like, "Oh, it's such the best movie ever." Oh, no, and when I saw it, I was like, "I, I don't oh, get it." No. <laughs> I mean, Thank you. Mean, yeah, to... No, this is this is terrible. <laughs> but Black Dynamite and right, um, Sweetie Tay Pie, and then we'll wrap it up. Thank you, Javon. Uh, except for the last thing you said, no, thank you for that. <laughs> Black Dynamite. How y'all doing tonight? Uh. My real name is, well, username is Jay Tillion. First off, Jonah Hill's funny. Second off, 
um, super in between super bad and don't look up. If you was tipping what movie to put on in the background while I take an afternoon nap, I'll probably say super bad, maybe. Snoozer. Wait, 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 wait. Do you mean it's, it's, it's going to put you to wait, sleep? That's, like, what are doing? That's, that's, no, that's a good thing to me. Like, a movie that I could put on is a good thing? Wait a minute. Right. What's happening here? Because 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 I've seen Super Bad and I've seen um, Don't Look Up, and, uh, you know, I'll watch like maybe half of Super Bad and probably fall asleep, but Look Up, I'm probably going to want to watch it fully because I'm not going to be thinking like, like okay, this is happening. But anyway, back to the movie. I waiting. thought That's all um, I want to say. We back up. I thought that Don't Look Up was the first 10 minutes I was taking it serious because I thought that Adam McKay wasn't going to vice it, the movie a little bit. You know, I like vice, but I want it to be a little bit more you know, not the captions, but as soon as he put the captions on there to explain that there was an actual real government agency that looked at uh, Astros out in space, I was like, crap. Because I kind of thought this movie was going to be a little bit serious, but a little bit comedy, but I still took it on the nose. Um, I don't think it was a liberal push for liberal people, I mean, people from liberal, I, mean, I don't think it was a push from the liberal side, I would say, to tell everybody to look up and wake up. This is what's going to happen because, you know, we got the news for that and we got Twitter, and we got everybody just randomly saying it at parties and kickback, kickback about, you know, what would have happened if, you know, the ice melt and stuff like that. And we joke about it. So I don't think this movie was going to be the final kicker or the final push off the cliff to get people to say, okay, I need to wake up. But of course, it was going to get people to talking because it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix, and, you know, everybody watch Netflix. Everybody, their mama and their daddy, and everybody. You know, going to say right. if it's something funny, they like it. They're going to say, "Hey, you watched that movie on this?" Just like a uh, fur box movie. That movie wasn't all that hyped oh, up to be, and everybody watched it because everybody kept saying, "You watched that movie," and nobody can talk. But I thought the movie was decent, a little bit on the nose, a little bit teaching, but not too pushy like you think it would be for Adam McKay. A little less Vice, but a little bit Perfect. better than. Vice, but you know I like Vice, which is ironic. It's, it's interesting. Uh, no, no one else likes Vice on the One Take Pod. Did y'all, any of y'all like Vice? No, that's not. I love Vice. Don't do. Oh, that. you love Vice. Vice okay. is actually bad. Thank you. Yeah, I actually like. I mean, I mean, I like. I mean, I know Vice is not accurate, historically accurate, from what I've seen on YouTube and being being a breakdown. But I mean, I have his moments with Vice, but I like it just from how it's angled. Anyway, back to the movie. Um, I thought Leo nice. was um. Like I was saying about the age thing, because to be honest with you, if Will Ferrell would have did that movie, nobody probably would even look look at it or probably took it serious because everybody would assume that Will Ferrell would been like the crazy scientist just yelling at everybody or something like that. So maybe people would have took it serious, but probably not really. Or they probably thought that he was doing um, tragedy and fishing type of serious. Nice, nice. Yeah. So. I- I think so, I think it's resounding with what a lot of us have said on the podcast too, and I really appreciate your commentary on that. Uh, Royden, you were about to say something. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I, I feel like this. You know, they they have all these things in here where they're like, uh, we want y'all to take this seriously because we have all these huge stars, and obviously, I said earlier, this is what Leo does. Like, this is his 
his one true calling in life besides like besides like dating 22 year olds and it is it it screams of that meme from arrested development um where the magicians are all behind a sign that says we demand to be taken seriously that's what this kind of feels like because yeah like all these huge actors and stuff but like let me tell you right now from a super like super republican area of tech i come from like deep east texas they don't give a damn what meryl streep says about of course anything so like i i just don't think like like or leonardo dicaprio they're gonna be like he doesn't pay my bills and like that's you know that's just what it is so <laughs> i just think that like i think that whoever who, the people that were going to watch this watch this and the people that aren't very much aren't um maybe they'll pop it on on accident because it comes up on the flash screen on Netflix. But I just, I think like it's the, we demand to be taken seriously thing, not to disagree with you that like, it shouldn't be something that we do take very seriously. But I just think like, well, everyone in this space, we all know, we know. <laughs> it's just like, that's, that's right. Right. Thank you. Black dynamite. Yeah, no, I, I fully agree. Thank you. Oh, I was going to say about J law and, but yeah, never mind. My bad. <laughs> Thank you so I'll- much. No. Thank you. Teej, you're unmuted and it's loud. What, what's going on? What you got going on? There are two kinds of people in the world. There are people that like Vice and then there are people that like Dick Cheney. There are only two. You have to choose. Oh, don't, okay. Don't, don't, don't do this. Don't do this. Don't oh, do no. this. Oh, no. Black Dynamite, you were thrown above there. So good <laughs> good on that. I guess Black Dynamite is on the right side of things. Uh, we got a couple minutes left. I want to let Sweetie Tay Pie speak. We just got a couple minutes, baby. What do you got to say for Don't Look Up? I always love that you say my name that way. It's so cute. Thanks for having me and thanks for having this space. Um, I, I'm just like a casual film person. So my observations from the movie, I'm, I, it was okay. I'm not, I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. As somebody who watches like or watched Deep Impact and like Armageddon in 2012, it was satisfying to see it not work out for once. Um, you know, so I liked that aspect of it. Um, I thought Jennifer Lawrence's haircut, she should have been from Portland instead of Michigan. And that would have maybe been more realistic for her character. Um, (laughs) Because Michigan is just full of like weird ass Midwestern people too. And I'm from Buffalo, so I can say that because we have- From the people from making a murderer. What? I said it's from the, it's full of people from making a murderer. Yeah. Like it just, I don't know, her (laughs) personality and the haircut of what they were trying to get across. I don't think it worked as well as it could have if they just made her from like Portland. Because she's supposed to be all hipstery. Listening to Wu-Tang. Definitely. Yeah. All these movies, whenever there's a black president or a woman president, why is the world always ending when that happens? And those are my. That is a great point. <laughs> That's an excellent point. See, we're we're asking the right questions now. We're challenging the way, and maybe maybe they knew that too in the writer in in, in the room when they were creating this movie. So yeah. thank you. And your name is Sweet Sweetie Pie, Sweet A Pie. I don't know. It's Tay. It's Tay. <laughs> Tay. Okay. <laughs> the, the spaces only shows me like the name, so I gotta like decide what people want to go by. Um, okay. But thank you so much. <laughs> You know, great takes. Thank you. Uh, thank you guys for joining what we watch. One Take Pod. We love you guys. Thank you for joining. Uh, any last words outside of Dex? We, we, won't leave, we won't let Dex talk. That's all right. We can do anything else but Good that. Right. We're gonna, yeah. yeah, we're going to kick Dex. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, again, uh, go follow us at One Take Pod. We really appreciate you coming on these things. We're going to try to do more of these, uh, more of these in the future. And by the way, like, 
uh, we already had some people mention a couple movies that they want us to do or have in the past. So like we are, uh, we'll just do, we'll do anything. So if you have like a movie that is just, that is itching for, to be talked about or even slandered because that's uh, sometimes what we end up doing, uh, send it our way. We'll take a look at it for sure. I just want to say thank you to Mo for having us. We love what we watch. Everybody, you probably already follow what we watch, but we love Mo for having us. This was amazing. Can't wait to be in more spaces. I'll be around. Hell yeah. Thank you so much. And I hope that the more you guys um, start doing these spaces too, that we can can really get the good takes because I like how y'all are not afraid to say something is bad. And I love it. So heck yeah. Uh, Samantha, we're gonna we're gonna shut this down, but baby, please tweet me or DM me anything that you wanted to say and hashtag what we watch and again follow one take pod. Thanks you guys. We're gonna close this out. Bye. With some grandkids, she spoil them. But till then, I'm getting dollars. I'm just doing what I gotta. Can a man live? And it's all day. I'm a god, get a whole squad of job, get them all paid. Came a long way from all state, yeah. Now we all American. Shit. We all American. Yeah, I swear to God, I put the hero in heroin. These flows, kilos. I can sell snow to a ski slope. I can sell evil to the devil, non believers to a temple. Shit. I can sell water to a speedboat. And these eyes is iconic. I went pro, made profit. Now I keep some dead faces in my pocket, getting faded out of stone all week. All week. And what's the guy?